Thank you so much, Sister Solomi, for leading us in prayer. Uh, just as I've been introduced, um, I am Evelyn, Justin, Namsisi, Madanda, Mrs. And I'm privileged to be sharing the message that the Lord has given unto us this morning. Let's take this time to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, because this is the day that you have made. We choose to rejoice and be glad in this day. Lord, is even as I'm going to share your word, it's my humble prayer, Lord, that will you use me as a vessel to share your word to your people this morning, oh Lord. Father, I pray that may your word, let your word come with clarity. Let your word bring clarity to your people. Let your word strengthen your people this morning. Let your word bring encouragement. Lord, it's my prayer this morning. that Lord, even as I share your word, let only that which you want me to share, Lord, be shared. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in this morning and for choosing to wake up and join in prayer this morning. We are still in a series for our 40 days of prayer and fasting. And that is the prayer of a righteous person or a righteous man avails much. And we really want to thank God for this season that we are in. The topic for today is um, the power of waiting on God. The past days, our preachers have shared so much about waiting on God. And it has been amazing. It has been powerful. And we really want to thank God for what he's teaching us in this season about waiting on him. I will focus on our topic today. I will not go so much into what waiting on God and all that is all about because it has been shared before. And let, let, I, will, I will majorly focus on um, the power of waiting on God. And our text of focus is Isaiah 58, verse 11 to 14. And this is what it says. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. He will be like a well, you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient rains and will rise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Verse 13, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride in triumph and on the heights of the land. 
and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Hallelujah. We really want to thank God for this word that he has given to us this morning. And friends, there is power in waiting on God. There is power in waiting on God. Everything you see that is worthy of God's glory comes out of waiting. There is nothing, friends, there is nothing that, that is worthy of God's glory that does not require us to wait on God. Because when we wait on God, he builds us up. He makes something about us. He makes something about our character. No matter how great the person might be, no matter how anointed, I have not seen anyone anointed. I've not seen a great minister very passionate about the word of the Lord. They're very passionate about a ministry that the Lord has called them to do. And they will not, or they are not putting the sacred place their first priority. So friends, the Lord is calling us once again to prioritize the sacred place because all that is worthy of God's glory, all that we want God to use us to do, all the ministries that God has called us unto or into require us to wait on him, require us to spend time in the sacred place because that is where our capacity to serve, that is where our capacity to minister is built regardless of what season. I highlighted a few things when I read this scripture in Isaiah 58. And I remember when I first encountered this scripture, actually, I was thinking, God, <laughs> God, how is this even related to waiting on you? You know, because the history of the scripture is quite so, so different. It's really a bit different. But the subject is about true. When you read on the highlighted topic in my Bible is true fasting. When you go to Isaiah 50, Isaiah 58. So I kept on asking God, what is it that you want me to get out of this scripture that I'm going to share about waiting on you? And it's interesting and amazing what God can the revelation that God can give. I highlighted a few things that I want us to share, that all that I want to share with you this morning concerning waiting on God, concerning the power that is in waiting on God. Number one is waiting on God gives us continued guidance from the Lord. Continued guidance from the Lord. The Lord, verse 11 says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. Friends, divine guidance, divine wisdom that we need to execute the mandate, to execute the ministries that the Lord has called us into is in the sacred place, is, is, is on waiting on God. Because when you wait on God, you are assured of his guidance. At all times, the Bible has, 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 has actually reminded us that it doesn't matter where you are in your salvation. It doesn't matter what circumstances you're in. The Bible is reminding us that whatever needs 
that you have will be satisfied? Is it a need of wisdom that you have this morning? Is it a need of, of spiritual guidance that you need this morning? The secret is on waiting on God. The secret is in the sacred place. We can learn this from Jesus. Luke 6, 12. We see that before Jesus selected the 12 apostles, he spent the night alone in prayer, waiting on God. And what did God do? God gave him guidance. He gave him guidance on who to choose. So friends, we need guidance. You know, the beginning of the year, there is, is a time when we are making so many decisions about our lives, about our marriages, about our spiritual lives, about what ministry the Lord is calling me into. What is it that God wants me to do in this season? All those decisions that we are making. Can only, we can only get guidance when we wait on the Lord. You see, friends, that the, the fresh is very, very deceptive. It will trick us into thinking that this is what is right. When you think about, for example, when the ones that are in, in a search, in a season of searching for who to get married to, the fresh is very, very deceptive. It makes you feel that out of you act out of emotions, out of feelings. You think this is a person. This is it that I should be doing right now. But the best thing to do is to wait on the Lord. Because that is where the guidance that we need, that is where the divine wisdom that we need to make all decisions pertaining to life and godliness comes from. So my prayer this morning is that we will wait on the Lord because when we wait on the Lord, he gives us conviction. Okay? You cannot get conviction unless you have trained your spirit to wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two is waiting on the Lord keeps our fire or frames burning stronger. Okay? It gives us divine strength. We see that he says that and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Hallelujah. Friends, when you spend time in the sacred place, that is where the energy is. A few months ago, I, I started working under, under someone and... There's a lot that I have learned about waiting on the Lord. And I learned this out of his experience. Because there are times that I feel like it's quite a lot for the person to handle. Mostly around ministry, you're doing this, you're doing that. The next day you have this and that. And you're not burning out, you know. But the secret, the secret is in the secret place, is waiting on God. That is where the power that is where the fire that we need and the strength that we need to carry us through all seasons is formed. You see, friends, waiting on the Lord, spending more time in the secret place, equips us with the strength that we need to minister. We as ministers, in whatever ministry that you have been called into, for you to be effective in that ministry, that God has called you to do. 
you need to wait on the Lord. You need to spend more time in the presence of the Lord. That is where the sustenance comes from. That is where the strength for you to do that which he has called you to do comes from. Still, we can learn from Jesus. When we read the gospel of Matthew and Luke, we see several occasions where Jesus spent much of his time in the ministry of withdrawal. Most of the times we see Jesus withdrew. Jesus left the crowd. You know, Jesus seemed to realize that he could only accomplish the work God had to do with people. God had called him to do with people only by being away from people. You cannot be everywhere and expect to execute effectively that ministry that the Lord has called you to do. If Jesus knew that that is where the power is, that is where his strength is, if Jesus spent more time in the presence of the Lord, how is it true to us who are spending more time in a troubled world? May the Lord help us, friends. May the Lord help us to prioritize the sacred place. Number three that I highlighted from our scripture is waiting on God refreshes us. He's mentioning that. He's mentioning that. That's waiting on God refreshes us. There is divine refreshment in waiting on God. He's saying that we will be like a well-watered garden. We will be like a spring whose waters never fail. There is a lot to give when you wait on the Lord. Your cup is full. You are refreshed. Your spirit is renewed and your soul is revived every single day. You have a lot to give as a minister in whatever ministry that the Lord has called you without struggle because you're being refreshed every single day because you're spending time in the presence of God. As we wait on the Lord, he revives us. There's an illustration that was mentioned somewhere sometime that sand was mixed with water and then there was a shaking. After some time, the water became murky. But then the water went, and the water was left to settle for some time. It cleared. Sand was cleared from the water, and the water was clear all of a sudden again. Waiting on God, that is what waiting on God does. That's the power that is in waiting on God. He settles us. He sorts every kind of distraction. He sorts every kind of of discouragement that we have. He sorts every situation that has brought us any kind of struggle that is there. So it's my encouragement, friend, this morning that we will wait on God. We will wait on God, not only in this season, but it will be a habit that we will embrace on our spiritual journey because we cannot succeed. We cannot run the race of spirituality unless we have yielded our hearts to fully wait on the Lord, to fully tally in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, verse 31. 
one tells us that those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay? The Lord gives power to the weak, and to those without might, he increases strength. You know, So that is where all that we need as we wait, as we, even in this season of prayer and fasting, all we need is to spend more time in the presence of Lord, the Lord. And that is where we will get the capacity to even wait on him, even after the 40 days of prayer and fasting. So this is a season of us charging. Our batteries are being charged for us to, 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 to be able to tally in the presence of the Lord on our journey of salvation. Lastly, friends, that is um, number four. Waiting on the Lord rebuilds us. It rebuilds us, you know. He says that your people will rebuild the ancient reigns and will raise up the age of the foundation. Waiting on God rebuilds us. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> a journey of salvation is an interesting journey because it's full of ups and downs. You know, today you're up there, tomorrow you're up there, and it's not what the Lord wants us to do. The Lord desires stability, desires us to be whole in this whole thing of salvation, in the, in the issue of salvation. He requires us to be stable. But we cannot be stable on the journey of our salvation. We have seen men and women, mighty men and women of God, fall off the journey, backslide. And sometimes we wonder what went wrong. Friends, what went wrong is, uh, is the presence of God is, is, is in the separate place. Every time we abandon the separate place, ministry that we have been called into becomes hard. Why? Because where are we charging our batteries from? There is no strength. There is no guidance. You're doing everything in your own might. So waiting on God builds us up. It doesn't matter, friends, what you have been into. It doesn't matter what you have lost. It doesn't matter where you are in your salvation journey. But when you choose to wait on the Lord, when you choose to take that bold step and start waiting on the Lord, the Lord starts to rebuild you. The Lord starts to rebuild your character into Christ-like character because that is the main agenda of our salvation. Hallelujah. Friends, you see, character formation is, is all that God is interested in. It's not a, we don't wait on the Lord to get what we want. It shouldn't be our agenda in the 40 days and even after. But rather, it should be all about who we are becoming. And that is what the Lord is interested in. He's interested in us waiting on him, waiting on him as he takes us through the process of becoming what he wants us to be. In Amos um, verse 9, in Amos chapter 9, verse 14 and 15, the Lord promised to rebuild the rained cities 
are there any any areas in your life where you feel these areas have been rent pain has strangled this 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 area of my life i am struggling here i am compromising here and i feel this wall has been broken because of sin the lord is promising he promised to plant israel in their own land where they would never again be uprooted okay and the lord that is what the lord wants to do he wants us he wants to form us into that christ like character and when we are formed into that christ like character we are immovable it doesn't matter what is happening in our lives we are immovable no situation or circumstance can actually move us and that is what the lord wants for us may the lord help us to yield our hearts to waiting on him friends because he strengthens our character when we wait on him he strengthens our character we become more firm our faith is rooted as we wait on god we become stable through all seasons it doesn't matter what season you're going through waiting on god gives us grace isaiah 30:18 tells us that god is waiting to be gracious to us and he looks for those who are waiting on him hallelujah so my prayer this morning friends is that the lord will help us the lord will help us to yield the lord will help our hearts to yield to waiting on him because when we wait on him we are strengthened to endure and to carry on on our journey of salvation when we wait on on god he gives us victory in every situation we are able to soar into god's presence above every other problem it doesn't matter what pain it doesn't matter what sorrow we are able to soar because the lord has strengthened us Hallelujah. So may the Lord help us. My prayer this morning is that the Lord will teach us to find refuge in him. That we will trust in him alone totally. We will depend on him. I pray that the Lord will help us to release our desires and intentions concerning waiting on him. but rather surrender to him and pray that prayer that thy will be done as it is in heaven as we wait on him hallelujah lord as i conclude this morning there is power in waiting on god brothers and sisters there is power in waiting on god and it is extremely rewarding to wait upon the lord it is extremely rewarding to wait upon the lord why because in the process of waiting he not only strengthens our faith and perfects us 
out. But the Lord bestows the greatest blessing of all, which is knowing him and his love more and more. That is what the Lord wants. He wants to help us perfect our knowledge of who he is, his character, and his love, what he did for us, and what he continues to do for us every single day. More and more. A story is told of how in a dream, God told a man to go outside and push against a huge rock in his front yard. So every morning for the next three weeks, the man went outside and strained against the rock. He pushed and groaned and badged. Finally, in a fit of exasperation, the man fell to his knee and lifted his eyes to the heaven. What were you thinking, Lord? He cried out, wiping sweat from his brow. You told me to push this rock, and I've been pushing it for weeks, yet it has not moved an inch. The voice from heaven rumbled among the clouds, then whispered in a man's ear, I told you to push the stone. What were you thinking, the Lord? He cried out, wiping sweat from his brow. You told me to push this rock, and I've been pushing it for weeks, yet it has not moved an inch. A voice from heaven rumbled among the clouds, then whispered in the man's ear, I told you to push the stone. God said, I didn't tell you to move it. I am the only one who can move it, and when you are ready, I will. By the way, Look at your hands, the Lord say, told the man. The man looked at his hands. They had become tough with the work that he, was, he had been doing. They had bulged with muscles. Though he felt that it had been fruitless, he had grown strong and wiser because of the experience. Friends, May this story teach us that waiting on God helps us to grow stronger. It gives us divine strength, but also it makes us wiser because the Lord takes you on a journey of learning. He takes you on a journey of learning. I will choose to end here. And thank you so much. Over to you, our leader. All right, thank you so much. We thank you for sharing and for allowing the Lord to use you. Let us continue in prayer. My Lord and King, we want to thank you for Mrs. Evelyn. We thank you for using her this morning to speak to us. 
for bringing your word forth, my Lord and King, for encouraging us. We pray that you refill her, that you continue to use her for the glory of your name, my Lord, that the word that she has shared shall become alive in her life, in her family. We speak a protection over her life, over her family, over her loved ones, my Lord and King, that shall be covered in your precious blood. We thank you and we bless your holy name. Father, even as we continue in prayer, we want to thank you this morning for encouraging us through your word in Isaiah 59 about waiting on you, my Lord and King. Father, I want to come before you, surrendering our weaknesses into your hands that, Lord, we are weak. We are weak, we are discouraged, but we know that you are God who is full of power, who is a mighty king, oh Lord. There is no other king other than you, my Lord. We come before you this morning relying on you for, for strength, my Lord. Even in this time of 40 days and fasting, Lord, we cannot do it on our own. It's true that we fasted, we fasted in the past, oh Lord, but this time round we come before you that you give us strength. You give us strength to be in your presence. You give us strength to wait on you, my Lord. You encourage us every other day, O oh Lord. You will encourage us, my Lord and King, as we wait on you, Lord, that we shall prioritize your secret place. We shall prioritize your presence, my Lord, that we will choose you above all other things in our lives, above the different programs that we have in our lives. We shall put you first, my Lord. We shall put you as the center of our lives. We shall put you as the center of our work, our careers, our families. We shall put you as the center of our businesses, my Lord. We shall put you as the center of all Saints Cathedral Kampala programs, my Lord, in every single ministry that you shall own every program that we have as a church, oh Lord. You own every office that we have as a church, my my Lord and King, you will own every minister, my Lord, that we shall not minister in our own strength, O oh Lord. We shall not reach out to people in our own strength, my Lord, but that we shall look to you at every decision. We shall turn to you at every direction. We shall turn to you at every junction while we have to take off, my Lord. We shall seek for guidance from you, my Lord. And for those of us that are still struggling on hearing from you, my Lord, we pray that this morning moment, this time, this period of prayer and fasting, we shall learn to listen from you. We shall learn to inquire from you, Lord. We shall keep coming back to you, Lord, and inquiring that, Lord, last time you said this, now what next? At every step, my Lord. And that, Lord, we shall not give up. We shall not give up on waiting on you, that we shall gain capacity. And our capacity is not going to be in our own understanding how much we've read, where we have worked, how much experience we have, oh Lord, but our capacity is going to come from you, oh Lord. Will you strengthen our prayer altars, my Lord and King? We pray for every individual that has, is represented on this call, my Lord. We surrender our prayer altars into your hands. We pray that there will be a strengthening this morning as we enter this new week, that Lord, you strengthen us, oh Lord, those of us that have been having a lot of sleep and struggling to wake up to be in your presence. We pray that, Lord, you strengthen us, that we shall keep in your presence, my Lord and King. We also lift up every family altar that is represented here into your hands, my Lord, that, Lord, there will be a strengthening for every family that is struggling. Sometimes as families, when we gather, some people are still uh, delaying probably in their beds, oh Lord, and, and having a hard time to wake up, my Lord. 
And even sometimes are not willing to partake of the family altar. Father, we pray that this morning as we stand in the gap for our families, Lord, we pray that there will be a strengthening for every family altar, my Lord and King, that you will teach us how to pray as a church, as families, as individuals, as you've called us to stand in the gap, because your word says that you looked for a man to stand in the gap. Therefore, Lord, for each one of us that you've called to stand in the gap for our individual lives, for the ministry at church, for our families, for where we come from, my Lord, will you strengthen us this morning? Will you strengthen, we pray that your strength from up above shall befall us and encourage us to keep in your presence, my Lord. Father, Lord, we pray for divine wisdom, my Lord, that you will give us direction, my Lord and King. Lord and King, we want to continue bringing our weaknesses into your hands that you help us to overcome the flesh. My Lord, Tukusaba this morning, oh Lord, that whatever it is that represents the flesh in us, Lord, the desires of the flesh in our minds, in our thoughts, every fleshly desire in us, we put it to your cross this morning that you shall crucify it, my Lord, and that, Lord, you will be exalted in our lives, that we shall decrease and you increase in every aspect in every detail of our lives, my Lord, that the flesh shall not overcome us because you overcame the flesh, my Lord and King. Father, we thank you because our strength comes from you and you alone, Lord. Father, I want to thank you this morning that as our sister was preaching, she, she encouraged us that in your presence there is refreshment. Lord, as we've come to your altar this morning, we pray that you will refresh us. We pray that you will revive us. We pray that you will rebuild us, my Lord and King, that our hearts shall yield to you and you alone, my Lord and Savior. Father, I want to pray that though, that you will cause us to, to tally in your presence and we shall also be able to draw many to your throne, to draw many to your presence, to draw many, O oh Lord, to your love, that Lord, you, you are Lord shall be our refuge, my Lord. And Lord, for those of us that have been backsliding in our, in our walk of salvation, we pray that there will be a strengthening, oh Lord, strengthen our feebleness, my Lord and King. We also want to pray for any minister amongst us, oh Lord, that is going through a hard time, that's going through a time of discouragement and, and probably they are backsliding in their walk with you, oh Lord, that you have mercy upon them, you have mercy on all the ministers, Oh Lord, you have mercy on all the people that have served you in the in the in the days past, oh Lord. But right now their fire is running low, their altars are running low, oh Lord. They are, they are becoming desolate, oh Lord. My Lord and King, we pray that there'll be a visitation this morning. There'll be a visitation for our church. We pray for all the congregants of All Saints Cathedral, Kampala, my Lord, because we are really many, O oh Lord. We are not the 123 that are on call this morning. Now we want to pray for all the rest, O oh Lord. Some of them are lost in, in, in other altars, in other fellowships, O oh Lord, and looking for you here and there. We pray that there will be calmness, a calmness of your of your of your of your strength in the lives of your children, O oh Lord. That they'll be encouraged that at in your presence we find all we need that God you alone are enough you alone are enough and there is no other oh Lord that Lord we shall learn to come on our knees 
to seek your face day and morning, Lord, because you are God who hears, my Lord. Just like the, telling us yesterday in the sermon that we, you, you said that let us knock at the door and you shall open. We pray that your children shall not get tired of knocking at your door, of telling in your presence, of seeking you, my Lord and King. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us as a church every morning to gather in your presence, Lord. We want to pray for our leaders that you will refresh them, my Lord. We thank you for the leadership of All Saints Cathedral Kampala. We pray that you continue directing them, O oh Lord, in the ministry, Lord God Almighty, that we shall that we shall draw many to your to your to your to your cross, O oh Lord, that souls shall be saved, that Lord people shall be healed, families shall be delivered for the glory of your name, not unto us, my Lord, but unto your name be all the glory and power and praise. We thank you and we bless your holy name. Father, we also continue to surrender this day into your hands as we go to our workplaces. Will you go with us? Will you go before us for those that have already reached? Father, we want to pray for a blessed day blessed week that you quicken us at our workplaces we pray for your favor upon the works of our hands oh lord that lord your your name shall be glorified in all that we do oh lord that even in our workplaces we shall carry you with us oh lord in our businesses we shall carry us with you lord you will go with us and that people shall see your glory in our lives lord we thank you and we bless your holy name in the mighty name of jesus we prayed and believed amen